to love. It is more natural to be wicked. It is more natural to be corrupt than to love. Because love is unconditional. Why am I saying this? That is why it became much more easier for Cain to be able to kill Abel when Abel's sacrifice was accepted and he was rejected. So he could have had the opportunity or think for himself to, to say that, okay, uh, my brother's offering was accepted. Why was mine rejected? I, I love my brother. Let me inquire from my brother what made his offering accepted and why mine was rejected. And through love, his brother Abel would be able to teach him for his own to be accepted. But from the nature of the heart of man, that is desperately wicked or deceptive, he went straight to the desires of the heart of man. And he rather went to kill his brother than doing the other one, which is the unconditional one, that is to love his brother and live for his brother. So by going according to his heart and the corrupt nature of his heart, forever no offering came or he will be acceptable. That, that to an, a, point, a point where if someone wants to even kill Cain on behalf of God and kill Cain and make him as a sacrifice unto God, God will rather even kill the person who killed him. The book of Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9, it says that the heart of man is deceptive or deceitful, desperately wicked, slothful, corrupt, naturally corrupt. The book of Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. This is the word of God. The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and severely mortally sick. So out of the heart proceeds the issues of life. It is by what is in your heart that you are able to do whatever you want to do. So if you are going to dress today for service, it was what is placed in your heart to dress that you did. So if you have something different in your heart, you will have dressed differently. Whatever money you took was based on what you had in your heart to take. If something different was in your heart, you would have done something different today. Are we here? He says, out of our heart proceeds the issues of life. And he says that the heart of man is deceptive above all things. Above all things, so above all our decisions that we will ever make, our heart is the central point for decision making. So if we are going to leave the presence of the Lord the same way we came, or leave the presence of the Lord blessed or cursed, it is dependent on the on the position or the condition of our hearts. Now let me move further. He said that the heart is morally weak and unhealthy. So we get to understand that your heart as it is that you were born with as a man, it is unhealthy. But it is the love of God that is able to recondition the heart of man. That is why it is said that you yourself don't even know yourself. Because when you are even born, that is where you can know what you can do. Sometimes you will look at yourself and be like, was I the one who was able to achieve all these things? Because the heart of man, the heart of man. You will look at somebody and they've come to news and they've said they've done this, they've done that thing. You ask yourself, how did this person? It is from the proceeding of the heart of man. But when we allow the love of God to be able to recondition our hearts, we will not follow after the slothfulness of the heart of man. As you are dead, you are wicked. You are naturally wicked. 
That is why when you get angry, you want to cut people off. It is, it is nature, natural. If you are angry, the things that you will never even think that you can say to someone, you can say it. Out of the heart proceeds the issue of life. So every man must agree that by nature they are wicked.
is able to transform more about others. More about others. Okay. I'm saying this because when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we have God in us. Because the Holy Spirit is the presence of God to us. And if God is love, then we have love. If the Holy Spirit is the presence of God to us, it means that as I am now, the Holy Spirit is in me. God is in me. And the, the nature of God, it can be everywhere at the time. So God is in each and every one of us here. You can't understand it because it's not man. So man cannot be in man. Two human spirits cannot possess one human body. But the Holy Spirit can possess different bodies. Just like one demon cannot possess different bodies at a time. One demon can possess one body at a time. But then the Holy Spirit transcends that ability where he is one but he can possess multiple people at a time. So as I'm here, I am possessed by the Spirit of God. I contain the Spirit of God. And he says that no one who comes into the presence of the Lord will live the same. It means that Pastor Paul, because you have the Spirit of God in you, if I come to you and I have a contact with you, I have a discussion with you, whatever I have with you, I must not leave the same. So as you are sitting there right now, anyone who comes in contact with you is not permitted to leave the same. Because you are an embodiment of the Spirit or the presence of God. When people are coming to you, they are not coming to only this one, they are not coming to your spirit or your person, but they are coming to the God in you. They are coming to the Spirit of God in you. And when they are coming, they are not permitted to live the same way they came. So that is why, Pastor Paul, just in case you have a problem, you have an issue, you want to talk to me about it. You can deal with it with God. But why are you coming to the man of God? Because you obey the dimension of God in him. With the expectation that, okay, Pastor Paul, I'm coming to him. The expectation is that perhaps before I leave Papa's residence or Papa's presence, I will receive a solution. Or even if I don't receive a solution there and there, I will still be encouraged, I will still receive a level of faith. So when you have an issue and you are coming to me, you are not coming to me as a person as this one, but you are coming to the presence of God in me. Knowing that it is the presence of God that is able to bring the changes. So they said, people brought handkerchief and aprons to Apostle Paul. And as they brought it to him, when they took it from him and took it to the sick and the people who are in bondage, the people got healed. Why? Because of the presence of God that was in that handkerchief, not the handkerchief itself. By the handkerchief itself, is nothing. By the presence of God in the handkerchief, gives it authority to cause changes. All right, one Thank you very much. So, meaning, this presence always carries authority. This authority has a tendency of influencing people. Not only people, but things around us. So, just like how the line came into Apostle Paul, with the airport of the stuff. So, assuming someone comes to me, uh, let's say we give it a water for it to be prayed upon to heal someone, meaning the presence of the Lord can influence that water to cause a healing. Yes. So, you see, even if the, the healing is not the oil, but it is what possesses the oil that makes it able to heal. The water on its own is, in God, is nothing. It's something that only satisfies or quenches our thirst. But then when the presence of the Lord begins to dwell in that space of water, it's able to cause something different than the ordinary. Are we here? So water on its own is ordinary. My body on its own is ordinary. But then if 
I want a dimension of the Spirit of God in that water or in the clothing, it's a take place. So perhaps I can give you my clothing and nothing will happen to you. You may hold it and nothing will happen to you. But another time, per impartation, I can give you this same clothing and you cannot stand on your feet. So that I think one time where on UPSA campus we're having a meeting and then uh, one man of God was designed for the gift of another man of God. I was like, quick magic, we here. And then the guy couldn't even hold the suit. The guy couldn't hold the suit. The guy like was totally on the floor. And then after the meeting, Charlie, I held the, the suit, nothing happened. Because of the spirit of the suit at the time. So by the nature of the Holy Spirit, he can possess other things and cause changes. And because he is in us, we have an ability to transform or transfer his, his presence into other things or to other people. Such that I can, by invitation or by laying of hands of equally, I can pray for the Holy Spirit to equally be in you. That is how we are able to pray for others and lead them to Christ. We give them a dimension of the Spirit. But then the influence of the Spirit of God in you or around you is dependent on how consistent you grow your spirit. So that someone else can equally pray upon an handkerchief and give to someone who is sick or whatever and nothing will happen. And another person can equally do so and something will happen. It is by your consistency in the spirit that you grow your influence in the space that you use the spirit of God. I say use the spirit of God. Yes. You can use the spirit of God. In the spirit of God we used to heal. Not in the sense of the using you are thinking about. You understand? <laughs> So when you are coming to me as coming to talk about your issue or about a problem, whatever it is, you should come with the understanding that you're not only coming to this moment, but you are coming to the presence of God in this moment. Because this moment on his own is an ordinary presence. But by the presence of the Holy Spirit in him is what makes him extraordinary. So I posted something on my status, I think, two, two days ago, a few days ago. And one of my friends from childhood was saying that I never for once thought that you would be a man of God. And when I saw it, I was surprised. Because that was me, the ordinary me. The, 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 the yo yo guy, the guy who was. That was the ordinary me. Until the Holy Spirit hit me, then everything that was ordinary about me became extraordinary. So there was a time where, during our midnight prayer prayers, I think three months ago, the Lord spoke through me that there was someone who was online and by uh, the person had an issue with uh, bedwetting and as a result of that some many many problems came up which i couldn't discuss there though but i was talking to the person online the person was up me and the lord told me to tell the person to come we didn't we deal with it in person this one the phone issue i said okay so the person came came to see me at my service Whilst we were talking, I said, let us pray. And the Lord gave me instructions to hold his wrist whilst praying. As many of you come to see me when after service and what I've been, I pray with you. I either hold your hands or I don't I don't hold your hands at all and we pray. But on that particular day, the Lord says, hold his wrist and pray with him. I'm like, ah, what does he mean? But whilst we were praying, the Lord said, whatever is on your hand, Whoever gave it to you, no matter how important the person is to you, remove it. It is the cause of your problem. You don't need prayer. Just remove it. Throw it away. Burn it. That is, and your problem will cease. He was like, ah. Then he remembered that a man, in quote, a man of God, 
gave it to him and gave him an instruction that this is a gift I give to you. But don't go and do anything with a woman and wear this thing. So it occurred to him that he, he had broke that thing that the man of God told him what to do. He had done it with the wrist on him, the wristband on him. And from there, he begins to have, begin to have that dream. And after having that dream, everything within that time, like if he has that dream, the morning, everything about his life begins to destroy. Like, or the inside of the you understand? But that problem was coming from the wristband. The ordinary testimony will not be able to pick up that information. He may just pray for you. But the spirit or the presence of God in testimony is what was able to locate that problem and deal with it from each root. Are we here? So, when people come to you, don't let them see you as an ordinary person that they are coming to. But they are coming to the presence of God in you. When your business partners come to you, when your clients come to you, when your students come to you, they are not coming to you just as a person, but they are coming to the presence of God in you. And you can't allow them to leave the same. A customer coming to you must leave satisfied because of the presence of God in you. A student coming to you must come and leave your presence with understanding, not confusion. Because of the presence of God in you. For his light brings understanding to the simple. So if his light is in me, why would someone leave my presence and leave confused the more than the king? Why would someone come to my presence and leave depressed the more than the king? When they come to me, to me, they are coming to the presence of God in me. And I as a man of God or I as a man must acknowledge that it is not me that is doing anything extraordinary but the presence of God in me. Else pride then sets in and then the Holy Spirit begins to separate himself from you and you begin to do things and he will laugh at you and many will even laugh at you. Because there is a tendency as a man that when you begin to do certain things and God begins to use you for certain things, you may think it's because of your prayer. You may think it is because of something you do extraordinary. You may think it's because maybe you give more. I have been there before, so I can tell you the truth. I have been there before. When we do miracles, miracles by God's grace, either in secret or in present, while you walk around, people are talking about you. And then you begin to think that it is you that do the miracle. And other men of God will also give, also give you a quote. That God has given you a gift, the gift is for you, it's not for God anymore. So it is you that do it, not God. Yes, it is true. But then, you can't do it to please him without his spirit. So if you don't, sometimes some courts, if we don't get it right, we follow it and we follow it blindly. But listening to certain courts or seeing certain courts, mostly on social media, began to shape me and I was thinking, oh yes, fine, it is true. But then I didn't listen to the whole message of the man of God, I just read the quote. And for me, I think the gift is mine, so I can use it whatever I want. And so I was doing things, but God was not pleased in the miracles I was doing. Until the point he prompted me and I had to pause. And only focus on teachings, and not the miracles on what people would think. Obed man said, Bishop, where away, where away, Obed will still wait, Obed, Obed, and where away. So I'm in chief arms now. I'm saying, I'm in general, I'm saying, 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 all those things were not bad, were not evil, but then the most point is, was it in the will of God? 
So the presence of God can cause you to do things. Yes, it is the presence of God. But then, it may not be the will of the Lord. For instance, when the presence of God in me, my eyes can be open at any time. And I can prophesy to you right now. But then, does God want you to have that information right now? So the fact that I can see, so what? The convenience or the timing of the conveying of that message is more important to God than even the message itself. Because I can give you a message, it can make you or unmake you. Are we here? I remember a friend of mine, JHS, we were all getting born again and SEO prayers and all that. And they prophesied to him that he will be a man of God. And I said, okay, you'll be a man of God. But he said, yeah, but you'll be a man yeah, you see, we're, we're kids. So he said, I said, oh, uh, Moses, Baalishi. He said, oh, I said, you have answer. So he wants to finish singing before he can do the work of God. So sometimes, it's not necessarily about the message that comes to the person, but it is about the time the message comes to the person. So we have to then be careful, even when we are eager to operate in the spirit, we are eager to be used by God. We have to also understand the timing of the Lord. If not, we can equally destroy souls. So Peter cut in the ear of the soldier trying to protect Jesus. He thought he was being led by the Spirit of God. But then Jesus tells him that, no, stop. If it's about war, I can command the legion of angels to fight on my behalf. This is not the right time for this. Timing is key by the operation of the Spirit of God. Timing is key. Timing is key. That is why we have to then walk according to the timing of the law. Not according to the timing of what the educational system dictates for us. That's why some of us will say we want to complete school by 23. By 25, we are married. 26, we have a car. 27, we have a house. What is that timing doing to you right now? The timing of the Lord must then operate by the Spirit of the Lord. If not, we can then operate by the Spirit and yet not be in the timing of the Lord. And we are missing it. No one comes to the presence of the Lord and leaves the same. So the scripture says, But love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. If I'm going to love my neighbor as myself, then I must first love myself. I must know how to love myself so that I can be able to transcend that love in me to my neighbor. If I don't love myself enough or I don't understand love to love myself, I cannot be able to love my neighbor well. I will most at times offend my neighbor. Most at times offend my neighbor than express love to them. And then the Holy Spirit is the one who carries the love of God to us. He's the Prince of God and God is love. So he brings us love. If we do not allow the Holy Spirit to transform us in love, there is no way we can transform other people through love. We will be speaking and nothing will change about people until they have seen. That's why I said that people, um, leadership by example. For you to lead me, it means that maybe you might have a certain level of advancement in that area that I have. And then it must be, you must be an example to me. If you're not an example, what should I follow? What should I follow? Are you here with me? So if I'm a leader who is leading by example, it means that the word of the Lord or the love of God must first transform me for it to be able to transform you. Are we here? So the Holy Spirit in you, who is able to cause people not to leave your presence the same way they come, must first, must first cause you not to live the same life you used to live. 
before you receive Christ or you receive the Holy Spirit. If not, it can't transform others. So since you got born again, how has your life been transformed by the Holy Spirit? How have you yielded yourself to the Holy Spirit to transform you? For you to be able to transform others. Because I cannot give what I don't have. I must have it before I can give it. So if I have the Holy Spirit, I must first understand the transformational power of the Holy Spirit to transform others. If not, I may even end up destroying others. All in the name of Holy Spirit. Are we here? Yeah, there are people who can destroy you all in the name of Holy Spirit. There's a man of God that can come to you and say, God says you are my wife. And yet it is his own feelings. God said you are my wife. God is not God has not said anything. And two years down the lane, there is a breakup in the relationship, and the girl said, I don't believe in God anymore. What this man of God did to me, I don't think I believe in church anymore. So because of you, a destiny is being destroyed and this message is backsliding because of you as a man of God. Because of you as a man of God. Are we here? Are we here? Are we here? So then, that is why it is important that the Lord has placed a format for confirmations. That not only that they are prophesied to you and because for you to be able to believe that prophecy means that someone else must have prophesied to you. What if I'm the person who is prophesying to you? And there was a conviction, there was a spirit in her that bears witness with what the man of God is saying. That makes sense for this one day and I mean, where they think of it? I, I, I went to a church, my God's grace, and I've been following this man of God, you know, and he's been communicating with me on WhatsApp and Facebook, and, you know, he likes, I like. He's a, a top, top man of God in this nation, you know. One man of God was coming from Canada to his church, so I wanted to equally go and explain it ministry of that man of God. So I went to the church. And the man of God was nice. So he did not minister. So the main man of God now ministered. And the man of God saw me and he brought me to the front and he began to prophesy to me. One thing you don't do with me is that you impress me. You make a mistake. So he began to prophesy. Do you know this? This person is your wife. Uh, God says it and said that. And already God has already told me my wife. So what they are saying, the person you are even saying is the person is already dating, marrying someone. So what are you trying to say? You understand? So in that moment, it's not bearing witness with my spirit. He may be a true man of God, but his, his emotions can influence the word of the Lord. Because maybe he wants to be my good books or maybe for me to be a son. Maybe. Are you here? So many things can influence the utterances of men of God. So for instance, when Elijah got angry and he spoke a word and made a decree, and animals from the bush came to devour the children who were laughing at his bald head, was that the will of the Lord? So he had the presence of God in him, he had the power of God in him, but his emotions had an influence over him, but he couldn't control that emotions by the love of God. But it was still the Spirit of God that was working. It was still the Spirit of God in him that killed those children. Are you here? So by the Spirit of God in me, I can do things, either positive or negative. But is God pleased with me? That is the main question. So when I give you a prophecy or any man of God prophesies to you, you must test all spirit. Is it from God? Is it from God? Why Like you understand me. And yet they put it in the form of miraculous stuff. 
No, me, if I need something from now, go talk to me. I'm not going to talk to the same professor. It'll be different thing. But I can't go talk to you while they need this thing, actually. What's up? Eh, I mean, you know. Yeah. But if the professor go talk to you. So, but you see, it will take a level of maturity to build up the emotional aspect and the spirit aspect because they are always, one way or the other, in conflict or in disagreement. But when you mature yourself, you'll be able to differentiate your flesh from your spirit. Are we okay? Are we okay? So that even if things are not going on in, one, in your relationship, you will not be driven by your emotions at that moment, but you will be driven by what God has told you from the onset, by the spirit of God, not by emotions. So when you don't know these separations, you will think that God is talking to me to leave this person. God is talking to me to separate myself from this person, but it's not God. Are we here? Are we here? No one comes to the presence of the Lord and leaves the same. When people come to you to even watch TV, they must not leave the same. No one should leave your DM the same way they came. So for instance, maybe I'm angry and I'm talking on phone, I'm chatting you. Now I'm also before more. No, 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 no. It shouldn't be so. But the presence of the Lord, for us to walk in the constraint of the love of God, you should be able to calm me down. That is why sometimes when something happens, for me to even take a step, I know that for me, the way I am, when it happens that when I take a step, it may go back. So now I'll call the pastors. I know they will cool me down. You know, but if I don't call them, I may not cool down. What I may do may go off. So you yourself must put boundaries around you. That can cause you not to fear off the will of God for you. The first day I met Apostle Josiah, I told him, Man of God, please look up. Watch this one I'm doing. This is the will of God for me. If in any way I am going wrong, tell me. Don't lie to me. I told him. I told my spiritual father, tell me. Don't lie to me. If I'm not, if I'm doing something that's not in the will of the Lord, tell me. I told him. Because the father should be able to tell you when you are going right or when you are going wrong. Are you here? They shouldn't shy away because of what you do for them or what they have or they share with you. That they can't tell you what you must do. And your friends around you, position them in a way where they can tell you the truth. But you don't walk out of the will of the Lord for your life. Some friends can push you into the ditch. Joseph's brothers even pushed him into the pit. He thought they were, they were pushing to wear hands. Whether he was the, the prey that they were hunting. Are you here? Sometimes you can be the prey among your friends and they're hunting you think they're helping you. Are you here? Jesus guided his disciples. Who do men say that I am? Peter began to speak, others began to speak. No, you probably you probably leading me in the wrong way. You know. So you should know when friends, families, brothers, siblings around you are leading in the right way or the wrong way. Else you may meet your death early or your destruction early. And by the time you realize you've already regretted it, the time has already gone. No one comes to the presence of the Lord and leave the same. John chapter 12, verse 49 to 50. We are ending with this one. The book of John chapter 12, verse 49 to 50. Yes. Please, this is the word of God. This is because I have never spoken on my own authority. So he has never spoken on his own authority, his own feelings. But by what? Or by my own accord. Mm -hmm. Or as self-appointed. Mm -hmm. But the Father who sent me has himself given me orders. 
concerning what to say and what to tell. What to say and what to tell. What to say and what to tell. That is why when you come to a man of God, he must take his time to speak about what God is saying. No man of God should lie to you that he can see everything. No man of God on this earth can see everything and know everything about your life until God reveals. So you should you should question a man of God you go to or you speak to and he wants to quickly give you answers. He may lead you in the wrong path. Are you here? Yes, I know there are people who are sharp. They are sharp. But then the love of God is patience to do his thing. So he's even, he's even saying when we are even running, we should run with patience. When we are running, we should run with patience. We are running home, and we must run that run we are running with patience. So he's, he doesn't speak of his own accord except the words of the Lord. So even the words I speak unto you now, if they are not the words of the Lord, I will then be judged according to that. Because they can either make you or unmake you. What words do you speak to your friends? So for instance, you have a message on your phone, you want to type, someone has said something, you want to, you've, you've said, you want to write a long message, but you are there, you delete all your message and you write, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> so your natural heart, your natural, the nature of your heart wants to talk your mind. You want to say things, but by the constraining of the love of the God, of God in you, you cancel everything, so, hey, how dear, oh, okay. Who went for, but, oh, okay, thank you. Next you are you here? Why? Because you allow yourself to yield to the Spirit of the Lord to walk in that love. But you realize that if you walk according to the nature and natural way of yourself, it may harm things. And you say that, thank you, or okay, you want to solve that problem at that moment. Are we here? So why can you solve it with just thank you? I rather want to solve it with the long test. You know how some of us prefer long test? Some of you, God will even talk to you, but you still brush it off. You don't want to listen. Maybe it's my own voice. They are typing. Let me say, Jaibat, with the umti, umti. Are you here? Let me move to verse 50, my God. Verse 50. And I know that his commandment. It's eternal life. His commandment is eternal life. So the words that God speaks out of you are commandments to people. And they can give people life. And they can give people death. So you see, this thing we are doing, we say ministry, it is life and death. It is not only life. We can give life, we can kill. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, are, you are here. You can kill people and you can give life. And some of them catch you or not. And make you answer, it's not clear. That is still giving life for, for killing people. Are you here? Okay, good boy. So whatever I speak, I am saying exactly what my father has told me. Whatever I speak, I am saying exactly. Yeah. You see them, you know they are lying. They end your laugh on Or they are not or they are not Or see your father. They are called here, or see your you dead. <laughs> in all this thing, eh, on car I sell me yo, on solve me problem me yo. Now twenty minutes go. I'm not saying this, but I'm not saying God doesn't give direction. He doesn't give people. Ah, Jesus was giving those addresses in the Bible. But then you see, when we begin to overdo something for people to make us to, to, to make us look like we are powerful. We are fearing up. 
you begin to follow after the applause of men. So now some people, if they are preaching, they don't need to be professor, they think they've got that ministry yet. It is from you all. You tell me about God, you know, one shell come and just say, I'm not so full. You tell me about this, so full, so full, no one here. That's the criteria. No one here. He speaks not of his own accord, but whatever word he speaks, he speaks by the instructions of the Spirit of God. If you are going to leave the presence of the Lord the same way you came, or blessed or cursed, it is dependent on you. Listen, listen. It is 100% possible to leave, to come to the presence of the Lord and leave dead. Still the presence of the Lord. It is possible to leave, to come to the presence of the Lord and leave with a curse. Still the presence of the Lord. It is, it is possible to come and leave with a blessing. There were two thieves on the cross with Jesus in the presence of the Lord. And by what they did, one went to hell and one went to paradise. So I said, if you are Christ, save yourself and save me. Because he did not believe he was king. How can the king of Christ, God, be on the cross with me like a thief? So he doubted God. And he disbelieved and he spoke words. By that, he didn't make it to heaven or paradise, but he was hell. Then the other one says, Wherever you go, I want to be with you. He did not care if he was on the cross with Christ. What he cared about like it. There must be something different about this person. So wherever you go, I want to be with you. Wherever your presence is, I want to be there. Are you here? So two people in the presence of the Lord, one went to heaven, one went to hell. All from the presence of God. Are you here? Adam and Eve were in the presence of the Lord in the garden of Eden. But they left the presence of the Lord cursed. They left the presence of God in the garden of Eden cursed. And we followed after that pattern until Christ came. Are we here? So you can leave the presence of the Lord and you are cursed. You can leave the presence of the Lord and you still have no blessing. The scripture says the other day that the, the woman with the issue of blood for 200 years. Without the presence of the Lord, her issue was aggravated. She was having too many problems. But when she came in contact with the presence of the Lord, she received a healing. By what she did, she had faith within herself. So what you do in the presence of the Lord will determine if you will live with a blessing or you will live with a curse. What are you doing? What expectation did you come to church with? When you are in church, what do you do in the church? Are you despising what is going on? Are you criticizing what is going on? Are you watching around? Who can I say more through me? <laughs> what do you do when you go for any meeting? That is going to determine what you live here with. If not, you will be going to church every Sunday and nothing will change about your life. Because now, the only thing that will change every Sunday about you is your body. But not your spirit, not your body. And you will have no impact in the life of anyone. Even though you've been sent onto generations. You've been sent to save people. I told you that some of us, our destinies are connected together. And there are some of you, your destinies are connected to other people. So you, there is a need for you to be who God wants you to be. That is why we unveil the you in you. By unveiling the you in you, other people can see themselves in you. They find expression and light in your light. Are you here? Are you here? If not for the destiny God has given unto me, perhaps my pastors, they might be doing organizing. They may be singing. They may be doing business. But now they are doing business and still doing working according to the dictate of the Lord for their lives. And they can tell 
of how the goodness of God has been in their life, even to an, ex an extent of transforming the life of others. Are you here? Not only my pastors, most of you here. You have testimonies upon testimonies. From the ministry of the man of God, if I didn't accept the call of God upon my life, how will some of the things take place in your life? You think God will raise someone else? No! 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 So even Peter, scripture says that Jesus was on the river and Peter saw Jesus and he was walking towards Jesus. And suddenly he began to drown. He was about to die. In the presence of Jesus. In the presence of God, Peter was about to die. Jesus would have stood there and said, Ah, Peter, you burn. In my presence, you want to die. But Jesus looked at Peter and he said, Why did you doubt? So the issue is not about the presence of God, but the issue is about you. What did you do in his presence? Peter, why did you doubt? Jesus was not even concerned about his presence that Peter was in. He was concerned about the things that Peter did in his presence. Why did you doubt? Why, Peter, why did you doubt? Kofi, why did you doubt? Kojo, why did you doubt? So you are in the presence of the Lord and God can do things for you in this atmosphere. But you are doubting, you say, oh, is program You see, but in this moment, the atmosphere is already set. When we are ministering, the angels are already present, listening to the teachers. They are also learning and they are ministering. Scripture says, God has given us angels to minister for us. There is a difference for angels to minister to us and minister for us. They are ministering to us that they have their ministry to only us. But for me, it means that I have the authority to dispatch them. What I tell them to do is what they are going to do. Bear the will of the Lord. So we all have angels around us. I was sharing a scripture the other day at midnight cry. The scripture says that angels said, do not underestimate this later ones. The book of Matthew 19, verse 16, or something like that. Do not underestimate this later ones. Do not underestimate them. For their angels sees the face of the Lord regularly. When you were a baby, an angel was assigned unto you. Who was seeing the face of the Lord regularly? Giving account about your life to God regularly. That is why I say when you have a baby in your house, when you have people around you that are staying with you, be careful about how you treat them. Most especially when they are kids. So I feel somewhere when I go to the market and I have to take care of Kayo when they are kids. And then my wife to be will say that they are found corona made any So listen, um, I also feel bad as that they are found corona maybe child labor in some way. I don't feel okay making this kid follow me with this kind of things. So let's speak up and then say, okay, then I have the baby for you now, we got no made it. I'm so much here. It's okay. But then, in my mind, I know that their angel is going to give an account to the Father. What is the angel going to give to the Father? What account? What account? Your children that you have, your nieces, your nephews that you have, what account are they, their angels giving to God about you? The kid God has given to you as a blessing. How are you parenting them? So you, as you are here, you have an angel. As you begin to grow and you increase in the Lord, your angel equally grows in rank and other angels are placed beneath that angel. So as you are here, you not only have one angel, but all of us had one major angel that God has given us when we were born as a kid. 
who gives information to God here and there every day. And as we were growing and we we're growing in the Lord, more angels were placed under them. Are you here? So that's why he said we have come to the company of innumerable of angels. For our dispatch, we can dispatch them. Whatever we want these angels to do for us, we can dispatch them. So my angels are seeing the face of the Lord regularly. What accounts are they giving to God on my behalf? That the presence of God in me, what have I used it for? What have I used it for? The book of Acts chapter 5, the verse 1 to the verse 10. The book of Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 10. Please read the word of God. But a certain man named Ananas with his wife, Sapphira, sold a piece of property, verse 2, and with his wife's knowledge and connivance, he kept back and wrongfully appropriated some of the proceeds. See, this is what happened. This Sapphira and Ananias made a pledge to themselves. God did not ask them. They made a pledge to them that they are going to sell their land. And the money they will get, they will give it to God. They said that thing among themselves, not in church, among themselves, and God had them. I told you the other day in the book of Malachi that the people were talking among themselves and God had them and answered their words. They were not praying in church, they were just talking among themselves. And God had them and He answered. These ones were also talking among themselves. They didn't come for seats in the church. They said, husband and wife said, Oh, you have been told that I said, Here is Kanama Yami. And the scripture said, Bringing only a pot and putting it at the feet of the apostle. Bringing only a pot. Bringing only a pot. Okay. And putting it at the feet of the apostles. Verse 3. But Peter said, Ananas, why has Satan thrown your heart? So this is it. This is it. This is the presence of God in Peter. When Ananias and Sapphira were coming, Ananias took the link. And Peter saw in the realms of the spirit that this guy wanted to give something to the Lord. But they are audience banned on and so. Why is he influencing your heart like that? Now Peter, say me, can you say my name in video? Okay, move on. That you should try and attempt to deceive the Holy Spirit. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And should in violation of your promise, withdraw secretly and appropriate. Secretly, secretly. But then Peter knew. Secretly, but then Peter knew. By the Spirit of God. It was a secret. But Peter knew. Okay. To your own use. To your own use. To your own use. Part for God and part for your own use. So, okay, we see, I mean, we see me salary this month, I mean, you never bro. We see, I'm doing home, we are missing a month, and I was saying, I'm like, bro, what are you? And I mean, if you feel, I'm saying, I'm going to find you, I'm going to find you. Thank you for you. We talk for survive, and for this light inside. But then, what began to make it a sin is because it was a vow they had made initially. It was a promise they had made initially. And we are going to go back on our pledges, go back on our promises. But we must follow through. 
So the problem there is not the fact that they took the money out and did whatever they wanted to do. But the problem is the vow they had made initially. Are we here? The vow they had made initially was the problem, not the money. Okay. Uh-huh. From the son of the land. Verse 4. As long as it remained unsold, it was not still your own. And even after it was sold, was not the money at your disposal and under your control. So the land that was not sold, it is still your own. When it was not sold, it was still your own. When it was even sold, the money is for you. So why would you still lie to God? Peter was asking him. Should they see him? Why then is it that you have proposed and purposed in your heart to do this thing? How could you have the heart to do such a deed? You have not simply lied to men, playing false and showing yourself utterly deceitful, back to God, back to God, back to the Holy Spirit, back to God. And because of that, what happened? That's fine. Upon hearing these words, and I must fell down and die. See, Peter did not say Anani has died. He spoke the word of the Lord to him. And the wages of sin is so that in the presence of the Lord, because Peter did not fulfill a vow he had made, he died in the presence of the Lord. In the so Rebecca said to me, Namifina, you were resurrecting him back. So if a dead person is brought into a church, we expect that God will resurrect the person. But then someone else is dying in the church. Someone else is dying in the presence of the Lord because of what they did. So it is possible for people to come to the church and live still sick. They can come in an ambulance and still live in an ambulance. And yet, by what they do, they can come in an ambulance and they can live in their own cars. Are you here? It was by what Peter did. And then their wife also was following. Wives. Wives. And great dread and terror took possession of all who had it. Verse 6. And the young men arose and wrapped up the body and carried it out and buried it. Verse 7. The church members took their body and they buried him. They did not resurrect him. They buried him from the presence of God. He died. Human being died in the presence of the Lord. And God did not resurrect him. He went and buried him. Okay. Verse 7. Now after an interval of about three hours, his wife came in. Okay. Not having learned of what had happened. Ignorance. Ignorance. Because my people perish. My people perish because of ignorance. So if she had known, she would have pleaded for forgiveness. But she was ignorant. And she just went for the decision that they had made initially. Uh-huh. And Peter said to her, Tell me, did you sell the land for so much? Mm-hmm. Opportunity was given to her. Opportunity is given to her. Answer me. Uh-huh. Yes, she said, for so much. Verse 9. Then Peter said to her, How could you have two agreed and conspired together to try to deceive the Spirit of the Lord? The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. Listen. The feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door. This one, the Peter killed him. <laughs> and they will carry you out also. <laughs> and instantly she fell down. Instantly, Peter, instantly. 
Peter instantly. She fell. She fell down at his feet and died. And the young man entered toward her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside the husband. But let it be literal like this. Someone does something, the person dies, and then we go and bury the person, and then the wife is coming, the wife is at the entrance, and then I begin to speak. And we are talking. She's answering, I'm also talking. I said, okay, the people who went to bury your husband, their feet are at the door. Go to them. She didn't say go and die. He said, go to them. But then he was saying something out of something. That is why I'm very careful about words. I don't just speak words, I don't just hear words. So maybe, okay, okay, okay. And it's crazy. Hey! Power is your tongue. I'm I'm Instantly, until two weeks and bow, in the presence of God, because of what she equally did, she died. So some of you may say, oh, maybe Bishop, your uncle. I may not do it, but it is the covenant between you and God. So even if you don't die as a person, there may be aspects of your life that may be affected, which you may not know. Which even if you are told that this is the reason why you may not even believe. How can this one be the reason why I'm going through this or this one's happening to me? Yet it can be. The children of this world are blinded by the God of this world. So he blinds you for you not to even see, to see that this is the reason why this thing is, is coming in your life. Are we here? Are we here? No one comes to the presence of the Lord and leaves the same. You can live either blessed, you can live either cursed, you can live with nothing. Are we here? What are you living with today? When you move out of the presence of God today, from this service, what are you living with? What are you going with? Are you going with a blessing? Are you going with nothing? Are you going with a curse? What are you living with? What are you living? What was your expectation that we were coming for service? What was your expectation that we are in the presence of the Lord, where others can go to heaven, and from the same presence others will go to heaven? In that same presence, others can be healed. And in that same presence, others can die. In the presence of God. So, in the presence of God in you, others can come to you and die. They can come to you and leave. They can come to you and get healing. They can come to you and still remain the same. But then you must make it your own priority that no one will come to me and leave the same. And not living the same doesn't mean that they should leave cursed. No, when they are coming and they are leaving, they should leave blessed. Because the love of God is what controls my actions. Are we here? It's not from the onset now the Lord taught me and I stopped cursing. I may not be able to curse you, but the principles may take place. But I will not utter a word to curse anyone. I have run past that stage. I will only walk in love. And you also should be able to walk in love. Are you here? No matter whatever anyone has done to you, no matter whatever you are going through, you must learn to walk in love. You must learn to send messages in love. You must learn to speak in love. Are we here? Can you please be upstanding? One, three, one.